Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube, I want you to know that I just finished running not that long ago and still really sweaty, and that's why I look like this. And I feel like I will continue to look like this. When I say look like this, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, like my hair is crazy. I have like three layers of clothes on that you can see in the video, and it just looks like a hot mess express, but that is the sign of a satisfying and great run. So here's what happens. I go on my runs and then I have all of the thoughts about all the things and I can't wait to come back and share them all with you guys. It literally is my ticket to anything that I create content-wise. Like all of my content creation comes to me while I'm running and I truly believe it's because I get so distracted when I'm at home or you know, doing other things that it's very hard to organize my thoughts. But when I'm running, it's like my body is moving and my body's moving and my mind is slow because I am just able to kind of like let it drift and let it wander. And and that's how this whole, you know, this run your happy life, everything that with the programs that we do, all of it was created on runs. I would run, I come home, hop on my laptop as soon as possible and just start typing all of my thoughts out. And so that's how all of this was born. So it's no surprise that most of my podcasts and ergo my videos are recorded post-run and that's just the way it'll be. That's where my thoughts come from. So here we are. When I'm recording this, it is the 1st of March, 2023, which is super fun because I feel like March is, you know, it's a long month but I feel like it is the beginning of the best time to run. I mean, I am, I do have a thing for fall. I don't know which one. If I had to pick which one was better or more fun to run in, I don't know. Fall is really fun because it's after the summer and I don't know, I really do love the fall, but spring is pretty awesome too. The sun is coming out. The dark nights are less than they used to be. And I just feel like hope is right around the corner. And so I, I finished a live tonight on my Facebook page, Tina Rapa Running, and I talked about how, you know, racing season is upon us because all of the race, the race seasons are in the spring and in the fall. So that's when you'll find most of the races around and the most popular races and the fun ones to do. Everybody loves to run in the spring and in the fall, it's not too hot, not too cold. And you start getting excited for that transition into a new season. So... I encourage all of my runners to find their races. You know, many of my runners have been training through the winter at this point, and I tell them, like, get on, find the races around you and do them. Like, celebrate yourself because you've worked so hard for this. And 
nothing feels as good as towing the start line of a race and being able to complete it and feel like, you know, I did this. Like I trained for this. I'm ready. The energy, the metal, like all of it is just so it's like, you know, your your pat on the back. You're like, you know, you get your swag, your t-shirt and you can wear that proudly and be like, I earned this. I freaking earned this. And and so get yourself out there for some spring runs and some fall runs. If you're listening to this and you're not one of my runners, so maybe you haven't been running consistently and you're not quite ready, this is the best time to run. And, and naturally, a lot of people start running at this time of year because they think like, oh, I don't want to run in the cold. And so, you know, there's a little bit of FOMO because maybe you want to do a 5K or a 10K and you're not quite ready because you didn't run through those seasons. Always remember that, you know, you you have to run through winter and you have to run through summer in order to really enjoy and maximize your experience in those amazing racing seasons. So like, you know, maybe you could pick one or the other or ask yourself why you're avoiding one versus the other. And remember, like all of that hard work is going to be worth it when you come out on the other side, stronger, healthier, the mental clarity, and just be physically being ready for the races that are in front of you. So it's really cool. I feel super excited about the idea that I can look up these races in the spring and just literally sign up for, you know, any of them that look fun. Like I'm going to do the crush and run in April in Virginia beach, which is on the beach. It's a 5k and literally finish with, um, one of our favorite local, um, adult beverages, which is called an orange crush. And so that's just a super fun race. And I don't have to worry, right, about like, am I ready for it? Am I prepared? Like I did all my work in the winter, still consistently showing up three days a week, checking those boxes so that I could come out of this and and sign up for races like that and make a fun weekend out of it and it not be super stressful. Like, will I be ready? Like I'm I I am ready because I did all that work. I've been working all winter season so that I could be ready for this. So um, it's just, it's so exciting and so fun. And I'm, I'm really excited for my newest runners, of course. They are on the verge of doing their 5K. They started with the Make Me a Runner Challenge in November, which a lot of my runners start with me then. And they did their one-week free challenge to see if they could be a runner. And then those who decided to carry along with us um, have been running now for, what, 13 weeks, which is pretty incredible. Like, it's so exciting to show them the progress that they've made. And and they are on the verge of finishing. Their final week is next week, and they'll be running their 5Ks. We'll have a 5K day, and they'll run 3.1 miles because they've worked for it. And then, you know, the world is their oyster. They can then sign up for any of those races that look fun and exciting or maybe have swag that they've been eyeing up and 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 walk around proudly with their, you know, their I'm a runner, I'm a runner stuff and get their 5K sticker for their car. And they did the hard work for that. So what I really wanted to talk about today, I have many runners. I have one of my newest runners. She actually started with me last July, I believe, who just completed her very first half marathon. So she went from a non-runner last July to running a half marathon, 13.1 miles at the end of February. So she's been working super hard and she just went to Disney and finished that race. And we're super proud of her, Polly. That's you. Go girl. Um, and she reached out to me tonight with a really great question. And I, I decided to record a podcast on it because I haven't talked about this much and it's real. And it's about what happens after the race, after you have a huge goal that you've been working towards for her, it's been months. Um, she ran through the summer, she ran through the winter, and now she just had her her celebration race. And it was super exciting. And we're talking about her next steps. And as I was typing to her, I thought, well, I need to record a podcast because I have a lot of runners who are doing their very first half marathon 
this spring season, which is so exciting to say, by the way. Um, I have runners who are coming back from injury and rocking some new distances and feeling, you know, lit on fire with that. You know, even if they're doing similar distances that they've trained for before, like there's nothing like coming back from an injury and being ready to like take on the world, like bring it. I've missed running. I miss pushing myself. And you just come back as like this animal who's been, you know, uncaged. And so that's really exciting. And that's happening in the next few weeks. But I wanted to speak specifically, this really is for anyone who reaches their goal. So it's not just for half marathons. It's about what happens after you reach that milestone that you've been working so long to get to. So I wanted to talk specifically about that because, you know, Polly had reached out to me and said, I'm not sure what to do next. I don't know if I should try to train for another half marathon or if I should train for a full marathon or, you know, if I should like fall back a little bit. Now, I said, well, the answer to that is easy because I'm going to tell you what your body needs you to do. It's not so much as a, what do you want to do? It's really what you need to do right now. And and we need to be very mindful about how we move forward from this, from this moment of completing that. So when you're working this hard to get to a goal race, especially something like a half marathon, you know, you're at that point, you ran 13.1 miles, which is kind of mind blowing, something that you never thought possible. Like the the mental work that goes through that goes into training for something like that so either training for your first 5k or training for your first 10k or training for your first half marathon the mental load that comes along with that is huge you really have to get yourself in this zone of like i have to grind i have to grind i have to grind in order to grow and like i have to show up when i don't want to i have to do hard things i have to get uncomfortable i have to learn how to make this work in my schedule and fit into this lifestyle and become this person who is now a runner. And so once you reach that goal, there's a huge buildup and a huge celebration. It's like almost like you you almost like physically want to collapse and emotionally collapse when you're finished and you probably sleep your hardest that you've slept in weeks because you've been nervous about it. And and then you have like this moment of, well, that was really fun. And for a lot of people, despite popular belief, once you've met that goal, even though most of the time leading up to that, you're like, I'm never doing this again. Like, this is crazy. Why would I do this? What did I bite off more than I could chew? Like all of those feelings are normal and all of those feelings come. And then you have this race and it's like, as soon as you're done, there's almost this moment of like, huh, I really liked that. Should I do it again? And you're kind of torn, right? Between like, I'm so tired because of all the training that I've done mentally and physically and emotionally. But also that was really cool. Like that was fun. That was uplifting. And so here's the thing. Um, I've talked to my runners a lot about how you have to train in cycles, right? Like you have to have some easy running built up into the harder running, the harder effort of training, and then you have to have a rest period. If someone who finished their first half marathon were to go into another half marathon training cycle right away, there is no doubt that would lead to burnout and or injury. You have to have a rest period. So the reason for that is because you just maxed yourself out. So you pushed yourself to levels that you have never been to before. And if you went from zero to half marathon, like you've slowly been doing that over the course of months. You've been climbing and climbing. And even though we've had some fallback weeks and chances for rest throughout, you have ultimately been on a steady incline from when you started 
up until reach up until you reach that goal race. And so you have got to take time to let your body recover. And and it's not like recovering from, you know, a one of your typical runs. So like if you like for someone who just ran their first half marathon, like for them, an, uh, an, a regular, you know, a typical 5K is not going to tear them up like the half marathon, like maxing out like that. So if you have like a hard 5K and you're just feeling sore from that, but you can give yourself a couple of days and then hop into training again, that's not the same thing as recovering from maxing out, which is when you've like literally shredded your muscles apart, right? And And they're starting to repair themselves now. And it takes time to do that. And if you start working out with muscles that are, you know, repairing the, you know, the micro tears or the tiny tears in your muscles from what you just did, you're not going to be able to adequately recover. Your legs will feel heavy. Your heart will feel heavy. Your body will feel heavy. You will get sore faster and it will ultimately likely lead to injury. So, as far as like, should I do it again? There really isn't an option. I would highly recommend against that. Now, here's the fun part because I get the whole idea that when you stop, you feel like, am I growing? Am I still pushing myself? Am I still a runner? Like, absolutely. This is part of the process. And if you don't have these moments, you can't you know, allow running to be a part of your life more than one training cycle. Like, you have to have these moments. So, you're going to rest for at least one to two weeks of no running, completely like off running. And then you can start doing easy runs. And you're talking about going all the way back to like beginning 5K training at best, like running for a few minutes here, a few minutes there, and slowly start incorporating easy runs and walks. And you could do some cross training as you start to build up again. You're going to let those muscle tears repair. You're going to give your body time to recover, give your emotional and emotional and mental state, allow them to come back and settle into normal. And you have to allow yourself this time to recover. And so I would recommend that once you finish that half marathon, you take some time off, you take a week or two off completely, and then start allowing yourself to ease back into it. And so then the question is, but like, am I going to feel, am I still going to feel good about what I'm doing? Absolutely. Because you're going to be going all the way back, right? And starting at like, I would even recommend going back into minutes versus miles. So doing like intervals of minutes, like maybe even, you know, three to five minute intervals of jogging and then followed by like three to five minutes of walking and so on to ease back into it. And so you're going to notice that, you know, after you give your body time to recover and you get some easy runs in that you're going to be able to dominate these kinds of runs. Like they're going to feel, I'm not going to say easy because you know what happens when you anticipate things being easy. They absolutely are not easy and in fact feel harder because you were waiting for them to feel easy. So we're not going to say that, but it's going to be a mental break from what you've had to endure as far as preparing yourself to be running for hours. You're going back down to minutes and it's going to fit easier into your schedule. You're going to be, you know, more capable of doing other things and kind of taking, you know, taking a, a, a break per se. You don't have to stop running, but 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 allowing yourself to, you know, kind of step away and and get back into a different kind of routine because that's what you've earned. And so you're going to stick with doing your minutes. And again, I would recommend three to five minutes of jogging, maybe three to five minutes of walking. And for, if you're one of my runners, I will give you a plan to do that. And so you're going to do that for a couple of weeks. I would say at least at least three weeks of, of, you know, sticking to the, like the under 10 minutes of jogging intervals followed by periods of walking. 
and then let your body recover. And then you can start getting into some 5K races and allow yourself, you know, if it's the spring season, doing some fun 5K races, knowing that you don't want to push your body too hard. And if you you have to, you know, listen to your body, if something starts to feel hard or uncomfortable, you need to just take the time off. But if, if you feel pretty good and you want to keep, you know, doing those, the shorter distances and have at it. And I think you'll be, you'll be surprised, delightfully, you will be delighted. <laughs> I cannot think of the word. It will delight you to see that the shorter distances are becoming, you know, you'll be able to kind of dominate them. They won't be so intimidating to you. You've already done things well beyond this and you're going to be in a mental state where you're like, bring it on. Like I can handle this and you're not going to have as much, much pressure like to to fit in these long distances during the week. It's just, just allow yourself that break. So in regards to what happens next, well, like for my runners who are going to be doing a spring half marathon, I would recommend to them that they do some easy running, you know, into the summer. I have a plan of doing some shorter distances and maybe doing some run streaks in there where, you know, just getting yourself out and motivated to run in the warmer weather and then building up like my runners will likely build up to a fall race of a 5k or 10k. Um, some of them are doing half marathons and, and, um, I have a few who want to do marathon, full marathons as well. And so I'm going to have to reach out to them, being mindful of that too, like recovering from a race and, and going into another one. It's not – so when you're doing your very first half marathon, it's not likely that your body's going to be ready to go straight from that half marathon to continue on to get to a full marathon, if that makes sense. I had one of my runners ask me that. Can I – well, since I got to the half, can I just keep going to the full? Like you can, but that's going to be really hard on your body. Because again, you're maxing out your very first half marathon. That's going to take quite a toll on your body. So to continue climbing from there, it's going to be it's going to be rough. And and I would recommend coming back down from that from the half marathon training. Then allow yourself to build back up again to get to a you know a full marathon down the road. Maybe that same time a year later, or you know at at best, maybe, you know, in the fall season, later in the fall season, but give yourself plenty of time to recover from that. Just the best thing to do for your body. But it's fun. Allow yourself to play with it a little bit with the mindset that you want to do this for life, right? Run your happy life. Like you, you're not going to push all of your training in back to back to back to back. Like I want to max out. I want to PR. I want to, you know, get my, you know, my, my longest distance, my fastest runs, like your body is not going to, to allow you to do that for life. And if you want this to be a part of your life, then get used to the ebbs and flows of easing into it, pushing hard and then resting and then easing into it, pushing hard and then resting and give yourself some realistic goals. So, you know, that it's, it's maintainable and something that you can do season after season. So what I like to do as I literally look at the year calendar and I say, what are my goals? Now for me, I'm I'm a little more seasoned. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that I'm faster or I'm better or necessarily even stronger, but my body has been running for 17 years. So my body is accustomed to doing races. Like I could do a half marathon and go into a full, I could do a half marathon and then go into a half marathon, maybe the next season. My body can handle that because it is used to that kind of that kind of training. So when I say max out, like for those of you who are doing your very first, like that's the most your body's ever done. So if I were to go out and do a full marathon or an ultra marathon, for me, that would be maxing out. And it would not be a great idea for me to go straight into training for, you know, the next marathon right after that. That would be very difficult. So what I did was I did, a, I trained for a full marathon last spring. I did it in May. I gave myself the summer to recover. And then in the fall, I signed up for a 10K. So I trained for a 10K. And then I eased myself into 
um, training for a spring half marathon. I could have trained for another full marathon, but I wasn't mentally, you know, there. It wasn't a desire of mine. I felt really good doing that um, that spring, and I wanted to take the time, and I wanted to work on doing like a stronger half marathon versus, you know, getting that distance, and it just wasn't something that I was interested in right now. So um, I gave myself into the next year and the same season. So in the spring, again, I'm doing the half marathon. Now, for me, I am doing a half marathon in March, and then I'll be doing one again in May, which is is tough to do, right? It's just what I'm saying, like the back-to-back thing. And I, so I don't recommend it, recommend doing this, but my body, again, is trained differently. It's kind of it's kind of um, prepared for this. So, so to say, over time, you will be able to move those distances closer together, especially if you train beyond that, absolutely. Like for my runners who have done half marathons or who are training for them, you will have no problem doing 5Ks back to back or even a 10 a 5k and a 10k or 10k's back to back like that's not going to tear you apart because your body is now becoming accustomed right so like you're building yourself a different vessel that can handle a little bit more but it's not quite ready to handle like maxing out maxing out maxing out so you have to be mindful if you're maxing out you have got to drop back and allow yourself to get stronger i would also recommend doing some cross training in there so you know, doing some bike riding, doing some rowing, doing some things that are going to be, you know, less um, running impact while your body recovers. It's just a really easy way to build yourself back up, build your muscles back up and, you know, to slowly incorporate running again, but also allow your body to recover. So um, I hope that that makes sense. But the letdown is real. So if you finish, you know, you meet a goal and you have your race and you're super proud of it, but there is definitely a post-race letdown because you have committed for months to reaching this goal. And so mentally, to not be reaching for that goal, even though you've met that goal, that can be a real like downer. Like that's a real thing, just like anything, building up you know, to a wedding or to a birthday or to a vacation. There's always like that little letdown after. But the beautiful part is like you've built yourself into a, a different person. So it's not like it's just thrown away. It's not like you did the half marathon or your goal race and then like you're done, you're back to ground zero. Like, no, you just built yourself into the next phase of the person that you are. So even if you're not stretching for that goal, you are a completely different vessel who now has the opportunity to do things differently this time around. So it's not that that is all gone. You did it. Like you put in the work and you built this thing. And and don't ever think either like, well, I gained weight after that or I can't run as far as I did. Like it's all gone. It's not. There's muscle memory. Like that's what I'm telling you about my body. My body has muscle memory. So even if I take time off, I'm able to come back in a little bit quicker and do things a little bit bigger because I have I've changed myself over these years. So you're not the same person. You'll never be that same person. Like you put your body through something that your body had never done before. And now that's an experience that your body has and it will remember that. And you're every time you continue to train, like you're you're transforming your body. And remember, we don't focus on transforming our body as far as pounds go, right? Like that's a transformation, but that's not the transformation we're talking about. We are transforming our muscles. We're transforming our mindset. We're transforming our outlook. We're transforming the way that we see ourselves. Like all of that is different. So now you're coming in and no matter what you do physically, whether you take a long break after a big goal race or or you go into easing yourself back in, like you're wearing a different lens. Like you are seeing yourself through a different lens and you will not have the same expectations for yourself. So even if you're training for another 5K and you think to yourself like, well, I I trained for a 5K last 
year for the first time and I'm just going to do that again. Like, no, you're training for a 5K now as a different person, as a more seasoned person, as a, a person who now has a whole toolbox of mindset tricks and, and confidence boosters. Like, you're a different person. So it's a whole different experience. And so the letdown that comes with that, remind yourself that that's money in the bank. Like, you you changed yourself on the inside, on the outside, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And so now that person gets to keep moving through and pick your next goal. And so it's really fun to look forward to like, wow, like now that I know I can do that, the world has so many opportunities for me. What would be super fun? Like what would be something super exciting to do? Do I ever want to travel somewhere and do something? Like, do I want to do a vacation run? Do I want to try to, you know, set a bigger goal for next year? Like, what do you want to do? And now know you have this different body and you're this different person going on that journey. So it's not over. It's not done. It's not all that work for, you know, for that. And now it's over. No way. All of that work to build you into the machine that you now are, to build you into this person who is a freaking runner from the inside and out with data to prove that. And now all of this data to guide you in your next steps as you journey back into whatever distance you're aiming for, because now you're a runner and now you've got more miles on your legs and now you've got more time on your feet and now you've got more time of mentally figuring things out, knowing what you like, what you don't like, what foods work well for you, how you hydrate, how much you need to hydrate, what races you like. Like, did you enjoy that race? Do you want to do that same race again and see if you can do something different? Like, the world is open to you and all of these opportunities and you've you've done that. You opened the doors by completing that task. And now when you look into the next year, it's a lot brighter. It's a lot bigger. It's a lot more open and available to you because you did everything that you did to get there. And that's pretty freaking amazing. So remind yourself of that when this, the letdown starts to come. It's not gone. It's not for naught. It is a part of you. It's a part of your body. It is a part of your being. And you should feel so proud of that and then excited for what's to come. And just know a part of that journey of getting to your next goal, whatever it is, distance, speed, agility, endurance, whatever it is, that, that goal is available to you because of the work that you did, because of everything that you put into what you just did. So wear your swag, hang up your medal, and remind yourself you're a different person now. And that's really freaking cool, you guys. I am so pumped. I'm so pumped. So as I'm recording this, we are about three weeks out from my next group of non-runners to runners are doing their half marathon. And let me count really quickly. I have one, two, three, four, five non-runners. Previously, they were previously known as non-runners who will be doing their first half marathon. That's so fun. And then I have two who have not done half marathons in a very long time um, and will be doing half marathons. So that will be seven. No. Yeah. Seven plus one more who did one last year, but doing another one this year. So that's eight, nine. There'll be nine of us doing a half marathon this March in a couple of weeks, which is crazy. And the majority of us having never run that far in their life. Like this is like bucket list stuff, you guys. This is like, sign me up. I'm ready to check something off of my bucket list. And I've got runners coming in to do an 8K, which is 
five miles, their longest distance ever. Non-runners turn runners now running a five-mile race. Like that was mind-blowing. This is all mind-blowing. It's crazy. And I've told you guys this a million times when I started this program, my goal was to turn non-runners into runners and prove to them they could do a 5K, which is 3.1 miles, which is incredible. That's incredible. Three miles. Like how many people just dream of being able to run three miles? Like that's huge. And, And what I learned is that we had so many breakthroughs, so many emotional breakthroughs and 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 self-reflection breakthroughs that like it, it literally tapped into something into my runners that they didn't know they had. And then it was just like, wow, like I had no idea this was inside me. Like I want to, I want to push that a little bit either. I want to push that in my pace or I want to push that in what I'm capable of doing. Like, I want to see what I can do because I never thought that I'd be able to run three miles and I freaking did it. And I did it. And I thought the whole time that I wasn't going to be able to do it, I was going to fail. I was going to show Tina that it didn't work. I was going to prove to her that I am the one that you can't change. I am the one who always quits. I am the one who never makes it. I am the one who always fails. And then they didn't and they succeeded. They succeeded beyond their wildest expectations. And then like everybody who goes through this experience, they said, I want to do it again, but I want to do it faster. I want to do it again, but I want to do it farther. What else can I do? And it's been so fun. So these moments that we're having, these races that I'm talking about, these huge goals that my runners are meeting and my newest group of runners running their very first three miles at the end of next week, like my newest runners, my my seventh group to go through this program, running their first 5K ever next weekend. Like, it's so crazy. It's like, it really is mind-boggling. And then after that, in May, I also have one, two, three, four, five, five runners who will be doing half marathons in May. And one, two, three, four, five, six, that will be doing distances between from 5Ks to 10Ks to relays, all in May. How cool is that? How cool is that? Some of the longest distances they've ever run, going from calling themselves non-runners, I'm going to show Tina, I can't do this, I'm going to break her, I'm going to break her spirit, she's going to be so disappointed, I'm sorry, Tina, but I'm about to tell you, this isn't going to work for me, and here we are. Here we are, getting ready to tow the start line of some incredible, amazing accomplishments. And I could not be more proud. I could not be more proud. Like my newest runners, when this comes out, they will most likely have one more week of training to do. And they still are doubting themselves. Many of them are still like, how is this going to happen? I might have one of them who feels like this is a thing, like it's going to happen. Um, but the majority of them are thinking, mm-mm, no way. She's crazy. I have no idea how I'm going to run three miles. And then, you know, of course they all go through that moment of like, I'm done after this. Like I am, I'm not going to try to run farther than three miles. Like that's it, which is fine. Like that's amazing. Again, three miles. I don't ever want it to sound like I'm saying like, that's not enough. I just, I think it's crazy how like it's, it's really all about self-perception and our ability to do things. It doesn't really have anything to do with, oh, that's not enough. That's not good enough. No, 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 no. Like I have said this from the very beginning, like you decide what you want to do. Like what distance would be exciting for you? What distance would make you feel good? What speed would make you feel good? And you work towards that. I just never want those choices to be something where like you're saying that I am doing this distance because 
I can't do X, Y, and Z. If it's because that's what you want to do, like there are a lot of people who love running 5Ks, like that's a thing. And and up to this point, all of my runners have never done that. And that was never a thing that would be for them. And so I've had, I've had numerous runners who want to continue to train for 5Ks over and over and over and work on their speed and watch how their speed increases just, or I'm sorry, decreases. They get faster just from showing up for themselves consistently three days a week and naturally their speed, you know, progresses. And they get super proud of that. And that's 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 amazing. That's amazing. It's just, it's funny to hear all of my runners say, like, either I'm never going to run that fast or I'm never going to go that far. And they always prove themselves wrong. And that's the most exciting part. And so one of my runners thanked me so much today. And she said, I couldn't have done this without you. I have no words to thank you for it. And I said, no, literally, I am thankful. And I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I am thankful for the opportunity to get to witness this. It lights me up like you wouldn't believe. Watching people who doubt themselves, who who consider themselves quitters, who think that they're broken, who think that this is nothing that they could ever accomplish, they only dreamed of it, or you know, who are couch to 5K dropouts to come back and say, like, can you help me? I, I really have always wanted to do this, but maybe just didn't have the right plan or the right support system in place. And to be able to give that to them and say, like, no, we're gonna keep going. Like, we're not done yet. Like you're going to show up. And even if it's messy, even if it's ugly, even if it's, you know, slow or, you know, you, you hop while you walk and we call it a jog, whatever it is, like we're going to keep showing up and we're going to be proud of that progress because it's progress. And we're going to keep moving forward until we get you to where you want to be. And then you're going to say like, I can't believe I did that. And being able to be a part of that is the most moving experience. I can even, I can't even describe it. I can't even describe it. And so if you haven't been on my Instagram page and you go to um, at Run with Tina Rep on Instagram, you'll see the the pinned posts that I have. There are all posts from videos that I've taken of my runners who thought that they couldn't be runners who are now running, and they're so moving. And I watch them all the time. I watch them all the time, and I read these messages from these runners, and it's just. Ugh. Anyway, my heart is so full. I love them so much. I love this process so much. I. I love being able to do this for people. It is such a gift to me. So I'm just, if you're my runners and you're listening to this, I love you from the bottom of my heart and you bring me so much joy, allowing me to sit and witness you growing and seeing yourself differently and and getting like this second chance of this exciting part of your life and getting able to show up for yourself and believe that there's so much more out there for you and available to you. And it can be fun and not torture. And you can have people who surround you and lift you up and hug you and cheer for you. And it doesn't have to be something that's miserable or, you know, something that you're punishing yourself for eating for. It's, it can be so fun. And I, I hope, I'm glad that you are finding that. I'm glad that I get to witness it. And I hope that I get to watch you meet all of your goals and, and cheer you along the whole way. So I love you guys. I love you so much. If you're listening to this and you're not one of my runners and you want to know how to be the only entrance into our team, into our tribe is through the free challenge that kicks off throughout the year. We have a couple of them that we hold throughout the year. And then from there, we open the doors for people who want to join our program, which is 10 weeks to go from zero to 5K. And then from that point, those who want to continue running with us, and we welcome them, invite them into Soulmates for Life, which is where we do any training beyond the 5K. So people who are continuing to train for 5Ks, um, 
or people who want to go beyond that, all of that happens in Soulmates for Life. And so the only way to get in at this point is to make sure you show up for a free challenge. Now, if you want to get on the wait list to be notified of the next one, you're going to want to go to tinarepa.com forward slash run and get on that wait list ASAP. And then you'll be sent the emails for when it's starting and you can look forward to that. And then that is your, that is the, the entrance ticket. That's where we start. So, um, as always, reach out to me, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, and I would love to chat with you guys. Have an amazing rest of your day and your week. And until next time, happy running. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at Run with Tina Reppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine. <laughs>